Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org now here's our show today Philippians chapter 1 verse 21 says for to me to live is Christ what does the apostle mean when he says for me to live is Christ and how do we actually live Christ well these are topics we'll explore today on this life study of the Bible from the book of Philippians and joining us to explore it together is Dick Taylor Dick how are you and welcome back Thank you very much, Chris. I'm fine, and I'm happy to be in this exploration. Well, Dick, as we pointed out, the subject today is to live Christ. We've been on this verse uh, a number of programs now from Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. But before we come to it, I think it's important for us to see the basis by which Paul made such a comment. And the basis is our relationship to God. Of course, everyone knows and realizes, I believe, that is listening to this program, that God is our creator and that also he's our Redeemer. Amen. But Paul was focusing on something even more organic here, wasn't he? He surely was. This is a big key to living Christ. We need to see our relationship with God. First John 3, 1 is a marvelous verse, Chris, indicating that God has bestowed his love on us that we should be called children of God. Amen. Isn't it awesome that we, human beings, could be children of of the almighty God of this universe. I mean, I don't know if we really fathom it, but what a precious point. We are the children of God. Romans 8.16 also says, The Spirit himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. This matter of being children of God shows our relationship with God is one of life. Mm -hmm. And if we study the scriptures in the New Testament, we realize this life is none other than Christ himself. Even Colossians 3, 4 says, Christ, who is our life. So our relationship with God is as children in life. This life is Christ. So our need is not to live out this or that. Our need is to just live and magnify Christ. Dick, so often we read these words, and we do. We read the literal words, but uh, I think we put them through a filter that just says something like, well, that's just a figure of speech. But we miss so much of the rich content of the Bible when we so lightly pass through these phrases. They're all uh, quite meaningful, aren't they? Yeah, this phrase, children of God, is very significant. I hope none of us would treat it lightly. This means our relationship is of life. Christ himself is that life. Let's live Christ. Well, Dick, let's go on to our life study message today. This first portion by Witness Lee is quite short. 
but he's going to talk about the focal point of the entire Bible, which is to live Christ and magnify him. Amen. The Bible tells us as a kind of central point, the triune God has to be your life. And you have to be in him. Before you were saved, he was objective to you. He was outside of you. But through salvation, through justification, and through regeneration, this objective God has become altogether subjected in you. And you are in him. He is in you not only to be your redeemer, your savior, but also to be your life and life supply. It's so subjective. And you are now in Him. You are even one spirit with Him. Now, He doesn't ask you to do this, to do that. He only desires that you would live here. And to live Him means to live Christ. To live Christ means to live the triune God. This is to magnify Christ. This is to express Christ, to glorify Christ, to make Christ in a bigger view. You just magnify Christ to the people around you. This is the focal point of the 66 books. Dick, this is a major point. He says this is the focal point of the 66 books of the entire Bible. Probably many people live their Christian life under the notion that the focus of the Bible is to help us to do the things that God wants us to do. Contrast this to what we just heard, that the real focal point is for us to live Christ and magnify him. I really like this, Chris, that the standard of the Christian life, according to Philippians, is not to live this or that or things or matters. It's altogether to live Christ. God's deepest desire is that he, in the Son, would be experienced, enjoyed, and expressed through us. So the standard of the Christian life is just Christ himself. And it's so good, like our brother mentioned, that our God, the triune God, who's embodied in Christ, is no longer just objective and far away. But by all the steps of his process through incarnation and the crucifixion and resurrection today, he's the wonderful life-giving spirit. We're in him, and even right now, he's so intimately, sweetly, in such a precious way, he's in us to be our life. So our need is to really live him. God's desire is not that we do a lot of things for him, but God's desire is that we enjoy his son, realize his son, express his son, magnify his son, and live him. So that we could join Paul and say, for to me, to live is Christ. Paul said his desire in Philippians 1.20 is to magnify him, and in 1.21, to live him. And then in 3.9, he says, I want to be found in him. In other words, he would just enjoy Christ so much that if anybody found him, they wouldn't find him in murmuring, complaining, reasoning, uh, just trying to be a good person or trying to copy Jesus outwardly. It doesn't work. The only thing that works is to enjoy Christ as the marvelous, bountiful supply 
to the point where we live and magnify him. And when people find us in our daily life, they find somebody who is in Christ. In other words, they recognize somebody whose life is for them to live is just Christ. Take that. It's a tremendous point. I think it's helpful to realize or to recall Paul's life before being in Christ. He was a most religious, devout, zealous, uh, nearly, according to his own words, perfect person according to the law. He knew what it was to try to live a proper human life apart from this experience of living Christ, didn't he? He surely did. And God was not one bit satisfied with his living. But when he turned opened his heart to Christ, and was infused with Christ, and Christ became his real portion, then Paul began to have the experience that for him to live was to live Christ. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. The Christ we live is today the life-giving spirit who is right within our spirit to be our life. Now, as we practice to turn to our spirit, opening our heart to him, Oh, Lord Jesus, I love you. And in every way, praying and conversing with him, the result is we practice one spirit with him, and the expression is just Christ. God's desire is not that we do just a whole bunch of things for him, but God's desire is that we actually live him. For to me, to live is Christ. Dick, I made a note while you were speaking a while ago. You said... The triune God is embodied in Christ, and that's an intriguing notion. It actually fits in very well this coming portion. We have a verse, uh, one of four, that Witness Lee will touch in this next section. It says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's one of four verses we want to touch in this next section. That's in Colossians 2.9. Then three other verses. Ephesians 3.8 says, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Amen. Philippians 1.19, a verse we now know quite well. The bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Amen. And finally, Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen. Let's join Witness Lee once again. Now, how to live Christ. I give you four basic verses. You have to know. Number one, Colossians 2.9. And number two, Ephesians 3.8. And number three, Philippians 1.19. And number four, Colossians 3.16. In these four verses, you have four strategic words. Firstly, you have what? The fullness of the Godhead. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ bodily. Then, secondly, you have the riches of Christ. Oh, Paul says, I preach the riches of Christ as the gospel. Paul's gospel was the riches of Christ. So you have the fullness of God's hand, you have the riches of Christ, then certainly you have the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Christ. Don't you feel this wonderful? You have the fullness of God's hand, you have the riches of Christ, you have the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, and eventually you have the Word of God inhabiting you richly. Richly here doesn't mean that you collect a lot of verses, and you can remember, and you can recite. That doesn't mean that. Richly means what? Means that the Word of God inhabits you in its riches. When the Word of God, that means the Bible, 
inhabits you in a rich way, in all its riches. And that is the word inhabit you richly. So you have uh, the fullness, you have the riches, you have the bountiful supply, and you have the richly. Now, you must see the fullness of the Godhead is embodied in this sin, becoming the riches of the sin. And the riches of the sin all are realized by the bountiful supply of the Spirit. And this bountiful supply is fully embodied in this solid word. You need to read the word and you need to pray. When you read, you get knowledge of the word. When you pray, you get into the essential substance of the Spirit. So you enjoy the bountiful supply of the Spirit, and you enjoy the riches of Christ, and you enjoy the fullness of the Godhead. Boy, Dick, this was a wonderful connection between these four verses to show us a way to live Christ. You can say that again. Well, let's say this. The fullness is related to the Godhead. The riches are related to Christ. The bountiful supply is related to the Spirit. Amen. And the Word of Christ indwelling us richly is related to the Word. Mm-hmm. Dick, develop this linking secret we see in the progression here of these four verses helping us to live Christ. These four verses should bring a tremendous amen from the depth of our being. What a wonderful linking of these four together. Colossians 2.9 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. I like this, Chris, that the fullness of the Godhead is not a bunch of things. Right. The fullness of the Godhead is Christ himself. Hmm. And this brings us to the next verse, Ephesians 3.8. Christ is just the Christ who is unsearchably rich, So the fullness of God is just the riches of Christ. This Christ, being so unsearchably rich, is just for our enjoyment. For example, in Colossians 2.16, it indicates that Christ is the reality even of every positive thing in the universe. It says Christ is our new moon, which indicates he's our new beginning. If you don't enjoy Christ with all of his unsearchable riches, you don't have any new beginning. Right. And he's also our feast, and one translation says our holiday. I tell you the truth, if you don't enjoy Christ with all of his riches, you don't have any holiday. Without enjoying Christ, every day is miserable. But when you enjoy Christ every day, every day is a holiday. How about today? Today is a holiday because we're enjoying Christ. So the fullness of God is just the riches of Christ. And all these riches of Christ, such as we were mentioning, are all realized by us in the Spirit and through the Spirit. This brings us to Philippians 1.19, the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So God, with his fullness of just Christ, this Christ is unsearchably rich, and all of his riches are for our enjoyment. But to actually realize and apply this Christ with his riches, we need to experience him as the wonderful Spirit within us. He's the bountiful supply. And this wonderful Christ, with all of his riches, realized as the all-inclusive, bountifully supplying spirit, is embodied in the word. Now we come to Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. These four verses are marvelous. So anytime we would take God's word and just pray over God's word and exercise 
over God's Word, then what happens? We enjoy the fullness of God. We enjoy the riches of Christ. We enjoy the supply of the Spirit. And the result is we automatically live Christ. I believe we'll see more about this in our next section. But what a marvelous section of verses and what a marvelous linking of these verses to bring us into the experience and enjoyment of Christ in a very practical way. So like you said, Chris, firstly we have the fullness, then we have the riches, then we have the spirit, and ultimately we have the word. These four put together really bring us into the experience of Christ so that we would live him and magnify him. Dick, let's go on to our final portion today. We're going to see a bit more on the way to live Christ by being permeated with Christ through the Spirit and the Word. Here again is Witness Lee. To live Christ is not just to make up your mind. Oh, formerly I didn't know as a Christian I should live Christ. Now I know I have to live Christ. So I just make up my mind and I made a prayer. To God, oh God, I know now I have to leave Christ, but you know I can't do it. You must come to help me from this morning. Oh, you must give me a new start that I will leave Christ. You may pray this way. I tell you, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. After your prayer, when you go to leave, you still leave yourself. It doesn't work. What is the way for us to leave Christ? The way for us to leave Christ is to be permeated. Permeated by Him with all His riches. And where are all His riches today? In the Spirit and in the Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are going to know the will of God, don't pray. Oh Lord, I'm so foolish. You show me your way. Like I like to know your will and so forth and so forth. It doesn't work so well. You just forget about this. You just enjoy the Word and enjoy the Spirit. I tell you, when you got infusion of the bountiful supply of the Spirit, spontaneously, it will be clear to you what is the will of God. And you know, I shouldn't do that. That is not the will of God. I should do this. This is the will of God. There's no need of anyone to tell you the infusion within you makes everything clear to you because you have received the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. When you are so immersed in and permeated with all the bountiful supply of Jesus Christ, you spontaneously live Christ. Whatever you live, that is Christ. This is the way to live Christ. Isn't this wonderful? Hallelujah. We don't need to do anything. What we need is just enjoy. And the way to enjoy is just come to the Word. Read it and pray read it. Then we touch the bountiful supply of the Spirit. And then spontaneously we live a life that is Christ himself. A life that expresses Christ. Hallelujah. Dick, there was a portion in here uh, that must be quite a shock to many of our listeners. What lengths we go through and have gone through at various times in our Christian life trying to discover God's will in this area or that area. And yet, here we just heard that the secret to learning God's will 
is the secret of experiencing Christ and living Christ. Um, <clears throat> you know, the secret of living, of experiencing Christ and living Christ. Develop this thought a bit more for us. That with this kind of experience, and he used this word, Dick, the infusion will make everything clear. What you said is really correct, Chris. Like our brother Lee mentioned, it's not a matter of making up our mind. Okay, now I'm going to try to live Christ. And, and I think he prayed something like, oh God, help me to live Christ. This won't work. What we need is the enjoyment of Christ that allows Christ himself as the bountifully supplying spirit to infuse us with the very element of Christ and with all the riches of Christ. Then spontaneously, we live Christ, magnify Christ, and express him. So I think the main point here is that we wouldn't waste our time just carrying out kind of religious or methodical things or trying to make up our mind that we're going to be a good Christian and we're going to live Christ. This will never work. We cannot live Christ apart from him. We must just open our being by prayer and in the word and praying over the word and with the word to allow him as the bountifully supplying spirit to infuse us with the very element of Christ so that spontaneously we just live him. The way our brother concluded was we don't have to do anything. We need to enjoy him by praying and touching him in his word. The more we do this, the more we will spontaneously live him. We ourselves, apart from Christ, can do nothing. Just like uh, John 15:5 says, Abide in me and I in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Right. This kind of living is really impossible related to our own being and our own life. We must be those who touch him, enjoy him, and are infused with him, inwardly with his element, so that we automatically live him. I'm so refreshed from the first time I ever practiced to pray over God's word. Myself, with my wife and a couple others, we opened up the Bible, and it was Proverbs 30. And when I looked at these verses, I thought, hmm, these verses, let's get better verses. But the Bible is the Bible. The Bible is God's breath. His life is embodied in this word, and we just need to touch him. So we began to pray. There are four small things on this earth but they're exceedingly wise. And it talks about the ants and the conies and the spiders and the lizards. As we began to pray over God's word, I have to tell you, the infusion of Christ himself as the wonderful, bountifully supplying spirit became ours. By the time we got done pray reading, four verses in Proverbs that didn't even mention the word Christ or God, we were infused with Christ so much we had the sense of, just living him, magnifying him. If anybody would have walked in the room, they said, Christ is here. Christ is being expressed. Well, this is just an illustration. It doesn't mean these verses necessarily in Proverbs, but any verse, if we would come to the word, here, the marvelous spirit is embodied in the word. We need to strike the spirit with our spirit and enjoy the infusion of this bountiful supply that we might live him. Praise the Lord. For us to live is Christ. Dick, we've been um, touching this matter the last couple of programs, this matter of praying over and with the Word of God itself. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. And if you've never called us before, we highly encourage you to do so. Our mailing address, if that's easier for you, is Living Stream Ministry Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or you can send email to radio at lsm. Dot .org 
Please join us again tomorrow for Dick Taylor Today. I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. We have these recorded studies on every book of the Bible, available to you online, free of charge. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. You can download the MP3 files, stream them live, or add them to your podcast subscriptions, all at no charge. Once more, the website, lsmradio.com. To contact us, send email to radio at lsm.org or call us at one triple eight life study that's 888-543-3788 thanks for listening today